being able to innovate and and produce a culture and to produce an end product of whatever it is that they're trying to do, that can ultimately be better because you have more perspectives. That's Ania Williams. She's a founder and CEO of Tinsel, and she's also the Code 2040 Entrepreneur in Residence at Galvanize. This season of Techpreneurs gives you an insight into not only how these entrepreneurs and residents are building tech, but the backstory of how they entered the industry. I met someone, they said they were looking for someone. I'm like, okay, I'm definitely overqualified for this job, but I want to get into working for a tech company. This company sounds really cool, and I don't know anybody. I need to meet people. And so that was kind of the beginning of, you know, a three and a half year amount of time that I ended up working there. And like, you know, during my time there did social media support, uh, biz dev and sales. I did marketing and by the end of the time, I was running the marketing team. And uh, during that time, that was that kind of is also sort of how Tinsel was, was conceived. This is what Tinsel is, and later you'll hear a little demo of how it works. So Tinsel, we are making tech jewelry for women. I'm actually wearing one of our prototypes around my neck right now. It's a necklace that has headphones built into it. You're listening to Techpreneurs, a podcast about stories of tech entrepreneurs. My name is Clark Buckner. This episode highlights Ania Williams with her story in tech and the benefits and importance of diversity in startups, especially during this hyper-growth time of the industry. You don't want to have any major industry that's growing in this country be something that's exclusionary, um, especially when this country is a melting pot of all different kinds of people. So it should be represented that way. We're happy to bring you these stories with the support of the Nashville Entrepreneur Center, one of the Google for Entrepreneurs tech hubs. I cannot be more excited to have you right here along with me. I hope you subscribe. You can visit us at techpreneurs.co or just search techpreneurs anywhere you download podcasts. Enjoy. You basically have this necklace that I'm wearing. And then when you lift up this top chevron inside, there are earbuds. And so you take those out and put those in your ears. And then there's also in the back of the necklace, there's a clasp, which is you know right 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 and then you unplug that and you it has a 3.5 millimeter jack and you plug that into your device so your phone your laptop your tablet whatever so no more like annoying wires stuffed in the bottom of a purse or have you been reading our website yeah that's exactly that's it that's what we say it's that it's that that was how (laughs) it was conceived was that I had this this pain point of like, you know, I consider my headphones to be what I call a modern day essential. It's not, you know, food, water, shelter, but I need them every day. And it's like a great inconvenience to my sanity and productivity if I don't have my headphones. But my purse is a very dangerous place. <laughs> like things disappear there. They're never saw again. So... You know, it's right. it's a serious business. Well, I know this is audio only, but we'll definitely have some some links on this post about what it looks like. But basically, it's just like a really stylish necklace, and it looks really nice. And then it kind of transforms. You kind of uh, goes into it. Yeah, the headphones. I love it. Thank you. So, how did you find yourself in tech before yeah. this? Well, <laughs> yeah, because I have a very uh, my my past. There's there's a common thread that kind of connects all of the things, but. I moved to San Francisco. That was kind of the start of it. My husband is a software engineer. 
he got recruited to work at a company in San Francisco. And at the time we lived in the DC area, I was actually working in nonprofit fundraising for arts organizations and um, loved it. It was great. But then when we decided, okay, we're going to, we're young and crazy and this company is going to like pay you to move across the country. Let's do it. I'm going to quit my job. I'll figure it out when I get there. And interestingly enough, that same year, we had come to South by Southwest for the job that he had back in DC. And I came with him and kind of got to get a glimpse of what was happening in the tech industry. And I, part of me also was kind of like, yeah, this is where it's at. And so, you know, when, when we got out there, I ended up falling in with Voxer. So they make a walkie talkie app for smartphones. I love Voxer. It's great. Yeah. And it just, you know, ended up being one of those things where I moved out there, didn't know anyone actually kind of thought I was going to start, my own business making wigs. I have a hobby of making wigs. I'm wearing a wig right now that I made. Um, and I so it. I was like, oh, no I'm going to start an Etsy shop. It's going to be great. But like, I also kind of wanted to get out there and meet people. So when I started at Voxer, I actually started as a part-time office manager there uh, because I was like, I, I met someone, they said they were looking for someone. I'm like, okay, I'm definitely overqualified for this job, but I want to get into working for a tech company. This company sounds really cool and I don't know anybody. I need to meet people. And so that was kind of the beginning of, you know, a three and a half year amount of time that I ended up working there. And like, you know, during my time there did social media support, biz dev and sales. I did marketing. And by the end of the time I was running the marketing team. And, uh, during that time, that was, that kind of is also sort of how Tinsel was, was conceived when I just think about how much I would be listening to music or using audio for the app all the time and my headphones and the pain point. So yeah, that was kind right, of part of Voxer, it. Right, because Voxer, I mean, it's all audio. I mean, it's a walkie-talkie. Yeah. And so when you take that, and you're also classically trained. Yes, right? yes. As a singer. I'm a classically trained singer, yeah. So that goes, that predates my fundraising in that like I've, I've studied voice for gosh as long as I can remember but that's actually what I have my degree in is is music and I didn't want to live in a cardboard box so I figured I should get like a job with a steady paycheck although it's ironic because when you think of it now as an entrepreneur I haven't had a salary in like a year and a half so I kind of came full circle on on you know the sort of stability point anyway um but yeah, and so uh, that's how I went into fundraising, but I, I am a classically trained singer. It's true. Well, let me ask you this question. This might be maybe off the path a little bit, but what is your connection to audio? I mean, what you have on now as a wearable device, it being transformed, a necklace into headphones, and I mean, you came out of a, a, a great tech company like Voxer and being trained. Yes, and I'm also on the board of Women's Audio Mission, which is a nonprofit what is in that? San Francisco. They are changing the face of sound. So they basically are working to provide more opportunities for girls and women in the sound and audio engineering industry, which is less than 5% women. Uh, and it's also, so they have a studio in uh, kind of the mid-market area of San Francisco, and it's incredible. It's one of the only studios in the world that's built entirely by women. It's run entirely by women, and they bring in girls starting from middle school age up to, you know, women. They do internships. They do, you know, sessions where they teach them about the physics of sound, and they show them how to use the sound equipment and the soundboard. They do everything from show them how to 
you know, work with Raspberry Pi and do Arduino and like the whole thing. So the recording studio is kind of a carrot really to get more girls and women in tech and kind of give them exposure to other women who do this to show them that this is something that you could do too. So it's really, really cool. I love it. Um, but yeah, so like theme of audio sound and theme of, of women, my product is for women. I'm all about, you know, providing opportunities for, for women and, and, minorities in general as myself being a black woman and so this is these are kind of like the diversity angle also uh, a really common thread in my life as well i think that's a, a great transition to talk about some of the things you're really excited about so what are some of the things that you're really looking forward to with your plans to help diversify tech yeah i think actually the what i'm most excited about is the fact that it's it's becoming a part of the conversation today that it's something that people are thinking about. It's front of mind for a lot more people than it was before. So it doesn't feel like something very abstract. It feels like something that people want to understand and they want to do better. Uh, And so it just feels like, it feels like a good time. Um, So that like to be able to be a part of it right now is, is exciting in general. And, I'm just I'm excited because, you know, I feel like, you know, Silicon Valley, San Francisco, the whole Bay Area, it's very much obviously known for for tech and increasing the diversity there is is an important thing, because I mean, like I said, as a as a black person who lives in San Francisco, I feel like maybe there's subtly changing, but. There are times I can go days without seeing a black person like walking down the street where I mean, not counting like homeless people. I mean, like it's just it's like, where are where are they? They're not they're not in San Francisco. They're maybe maybe in the East Bay. I don't know. But anyway, just it's kind of like that when you walk into a tech company, too. What do you think companies miss out on? Because you've worked in tech for several years in marketing and and very Face, very much so public facing to other tech companies and, mm-hmm. and everything that a tech startup goes through. So what do you think is being missed out on? At a company? I think that the company misses out on on being able to innovate and, and produce a culture and to produce an end product of whatever it is that they're trying to do that can ultimately be better because you have more perspectives. Um, and, you know, with that, there can be there can be challenges with having that kind of diversity in the workplace as well, because people come from different backgrounds. They have different kind of understandings of, of interactions. And obviously working at a company is a lot of interactions with a lot of different people. Um, so there's a lot of things that have to happen there as well. But um, I'd say that for the the growing prominence that tech has today in society like it's it's definitely mainstream like tech isn't just you know something that's just like oh it's nerds with pocket protectors like tech is everywhere like it's in our hands all the time um and so people care about it and people care about the growth of the industry so you don't want to have any major industry that's growing in this country be something that's exclusionary um especially when this country is a melting pot of all different kinds of people so it should be represented that way um for a company as well so i'd love to hear yeah what else are you really looking forward to as an eir maybe this is what you're gonna be working on or maybe this is general thoughts that you're, you're you're feeling now yeah um well i would say that kind of related to that theme of me having a lot of of the ideas around diversity and wanting to spread that um in my life 
in my company and things that I've done in the past and being involved with Code 2040, I, I really have a great optimism about where things are headed. I think that there is there is a lot of work to be done, but I'm seeing across the board, it's not just kind of this core community of of the minorities who were like trying to unite to make something happen and nobody cares. Like every, it seems like, you know, more and more people are caring on the other side that want to understand and they want to know what can I do. Um, they recognize that they come from a place of privilege and they want to be able to balance uh, or level the playing field, as I should say. So I, I have a really, really great outlook on how this can, can all turn out. So, yeah. I love that. It's very optimistic, and it makes me looking. It, I'm really looking forward to this. Now we're going to hold hands and sing "Kumbaya." <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> so how but about yeah, no, so how about this? So before our time ends, I would love to hear a little bit more about Tensile and yeah. just kind of what you're what you're most excited about. I know you have a prototype yeah, on right now. Yeah. So what what's on your horizon? Yeah. So with Tensile, there's it's been a really fun, scary, exciting journey, and when I started this, this company, I mentioned what the pain point and everything, but like, I just had this concept in my head. I had no idea how to bring this to life. I had never manufactured a thing before. I'm not a electrical engineer or any of those things. Um, and so finding a way to kind of forge that path has been exciting and very, very fulfilling. Um, where we are today is, having you know finished developing the product we finished tooling with our manufacturer we did an indiegogo campaign at the end of last year and had a successful campaign so that was great and so we're getting ready to um, ramp up production soon and i'm just excited to be able to go into a store one day and like see this thing on the shelf that I like I I made this thing. Like, I hope you record crazy. that experience somehow. Yeah, that'll be that will be trippy. That'll be trippy. That's your idea that you've just had, and that it's a reality. Yeah. Well, how can someone follow along with what you're doing? Um. Well, I would say you should subscribe to all of the things. Yes. <laughs> Especially for Tinsel, like you can you can follow on our blog. We talk a lot about kind of chronicling our journey and and how things are coming along there. Uh, we love sharing that story and, um, yeah. And galvanize too. There's always exciting things. I know that they have going on lots of events and all of that. So get a part to join, join the tribe. Yes. Thank you very much. I really yeah. appreciate you sharing your story and I'm, I'm looking forward to following along. All right. Thank you. This season of Techpreneurs is powered by the Nashville Entrepreneur Center in support of the Google for Entrepreneurs Tech Hub Network. Find out more about the EC and their accelerator opportunities like Project Music and Project Healthcare at ec.co. To learn more about Code 2040 and how to apply to be an entrepreneur residence, head on over to code2040.org slash entrepreneurs. We hope you'll join us next time when we talk to Alex Rodriguez, co-founder and CEO of WorkMend. He's the entrepreneur residence at Coco in Minneapolis. Yeah, so Coco is a collaborative co-working space. That's pretty much what Coco stands for. And the unique thing about Coco, as opposed to being like an accelerator or like an incubator, it's really more like a dream accelerator. So we really accept anyone who's really just trying to fulfill their dreams, whether you're a startup founder, you're a, you know, a podcaster, a startup attorney, whatever it is, we support that. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon on another episode of Techpreneurs.